The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. another very special edition of the Rough Drafts podcast. We are now on day three of our team-by-team worlds preview show. So far, we've done Group A, and if you haven't looked at or or listened to those yet, go ahead, you know, pause the video, pause the the SoundCloud there, and go back and go look at those playlists because that's on a playlist on both SoundCloud and and on YouTube, we talked about all the great teams in Group A and why Rocks Tigers is just absolutely going to dismantle every single one of them. And Elvis Knox Luna is going to end up as the two seed. So, you know, just, just whatever is going to happen. <laughs> and when I say we, I have to, of course, introduce my very good friend, Chase, the Red Shirt King, Wassenaar. Chase, what's up, dude? How are you doing today? I mean... I'd love to bask in the glory that is brand support. Like, that would be a great thing, but we already did that episode. So instead, (laughs) it's time that we talk about a region that every year you and I go through the exact same battle where you're like, oh, the LMS isn't any good. And I'm like, actually, they're very good. And you're like, no, I'm going to bet against them and I'm going to set ridiculous lines when we do the Guest Alliance <laughs> podcast and completely disrespect them. And I'm going to overreact after they lose one game. And then both of them made the quarterfinals. And suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, I guess Taiwan was good. And we're already back to it. You've been, you've been down talking them today. And so I am here as the resident LMS expert I say expert because uh, I'm, I'm more of a fan that happened to go through a lot of film as we prepped for <laughs> this particular series. But I'm going to try to do Obscurica Proud and talk about these Flash Wolves that we have in this group. Well, I'm going to piss Obscurica off, but Riot already did that today, the day that we're recording. They released the backgrounds for all the teams, the fan-made creations. And as you can see on our screen... Uh, INTZ and Elvis Knox Luna apparently are in the LMS. Uh, this is a beautiful screenshot that I was able to capture early on that, that someone else, is <sighs> in Lazarus, uh, tweeted out, and I was able to snap this little thing and get this little dig in it, Chase. Uh, no, they actually aren't part of the LMS region. <laughs> they are wildcard regions. But it's good to know that Riot agrees with my, my philosophy that the LMS is a wildcard region. Good old Rito Chase- making sure that Taiwan matters. You know, that's just... <laughs> Clearly, they focus so much time and attention that they've completely ignored the articles I've written both over a year ago and three months ago about getting us a frickin' English cast. There was no English cast for the finals. Are you kidding me? 
I had to watch no, every Flashpoint plot in Mandarin. Well, yeah, and good luck tracking down the unofficial ones once the Riot guys get a handle on it. Yeah. Karina does not like unofficial broadcasts, it turns out. But you know what? I powered through. Why? Because we give the people what they want, and what they want is some Flash Wolves hype. And yep. I will kind of deliver on that. Well, <laughs> let, let's let's kind of discuss the region because, as you can see on our, on the screen, yes, it is going to be the Flash Wolves of Taiwan, mm-hmm. the number one seed out of Taiwan, the first Pool A seed from Taiwan, thanks to the now infamous European Vacation story with oh. G two. Oh, I'm are we just bringing it up because it's funny? Are, so. are we going to forget the fact that they took a game off of SKT and Royal Never Give Up in groups? Are we just going to ignore that fact? I guess we're we're living in this alternate universe where it was just the fact that G two was playing bad. Okay, that's fine. Look, I I just want to know which universe we're in. That's going to well, help me out because. Well, well, I, look, I understand that there's this discrepancy when we talk about Taiwan, and I understand Absolutely. why you make the jokes that you do. It's because you look at the, the bracket, right? You look at the top eight teams, and what you see are teams like Team Mist that would not qualify for a wildcard tournament. Extreme Gamers somehow is seventh, despite the fact that last year they were the worst team I've seen in a power region since Velocity was a thing. And yes, I do remember Coast going 0-18. I did not forget that. Extreme Gamers had that bad of a split. Do you remember Marn? I think Marn was worse than Velocity. Marn won games. I, let's, let's be clear here. Marn won five more games than Velocity did. That's we, we need to... But with this, we're not talking about them. We're, we're talking about teams that might as well be them. Because unless you're in the top four, or maybe Machi Esports on a good day... This team, this region's just very top heavy, and there was a huge amount of hope that when J Team came in, J Team, of course, being the former Taipei Assassins, being bought out by Jay Chow, a very famous, uh, I believe, musician over in Taiwan, uh, that that was going to reinvigorate things. They had an amazing regular season run. Suddenly, we were supposed to have three teams that mattered, and then they didn't show up. The Flash Wolves did show up. They took a very tough five-game series against AHQ, and they managed to 3-0 J-Team in the finals in some games that weren't necessarily the cleanest that they could have been. But when you 3-0 a team that went 25-3 and in the regular season, you got to take that as a win. And honestly, as top-heavy as this region is, it's been more top-heavy in the past than it is now, and we've still seen those teams go on to have international success. So... While some people will see it as a negative, I'll say, is it really any less top-heavy than Europe is right now, where Unicorns of Love were the fourth-best team they could come up with? Is it really less top-heavy than North America is right now, where Immortals Imploding is something that we now look up to as the best the middle of the pack has to offer? Like, every region has their top heaviness to a certain extent. I gotta, I gotta put you on a pause there. At least our number one seed in North America didn't lose to frickin' Machi in the, their regional semifinals. Like, come on. No, man. that, first of all. Like, come on. First let's, let's of all. Let's back a little on that. J-Team got screwed over by lane swaps. And this is something that I really want to talk about going back to Flash Wolves. Because when we talk about the LMS, there is the pre-lane swap era, and then... There is the now non-existent lane swap era. 
As soon as standard lanes were enforced, J-Team collapsed. They were a team that was not built to play in those kinds of situations. Whereas Flash Wolves and AHQ were begging for these kinds of standard lanes. Why? Because both of these teams have very mobile roaming mid laners. And there's nothing a roaming mid laner loves more than knowing that the enemies are going to be in their lane for a significant enough period of time that you know a window you can exploit and you can go in there and, and get the outplay. Uh, both of the LMS teams that made it here made it because of that. It's not because J-Team crapped the bed, though they did a little bit. It was because they were built for exactly the kind of meta that we're in right now. And when you look at the positives of Flash Wolves, it's, it's so obvious to see that Maple is going to be a huge difference maker for this team. It cannot be understated that Maple is even better than he was when he started turning a whole bunch of heads uh, when they escaped Group A last year at the World Championship. He is one of the best roaming mid laners that we're going to see at this tournament. His Talia is a thing of beauty. I, I love watching this guy and just the understanding of when to go in, when to use these walls, when to use his teleports to really make impact plays across the map. The big change with Flash Wolves is that they now have MMD as their top laner, which I know doesn't show up in the image that Walter probably has going on because that image is from last split. But MMD yeah. is their top laner, and he is the best top laner this team has ever had, which means that he's a little above average, which is fine. That's all they need because above average means that when you add Karza into the mix— you will win almost every 2v2 that you go into, except against the best of the best teams. Because Karza is still just as much of a monster as you remember him being, except he's a little bit smarter. Just a little bit. I'm going to, you know, keep my LMS hype restrained enough to admit <laughs> that when I was watching some of those AHQ games, there were games where he just kind of felt like he got off the leash and he started, you know, going kill crazy and putting himself in positions that he didn't need to, taking unnecessary risks. But he does it because he wards more than most junglers we're going to see at this tournament. For a guy as aggressive as he is, he is also such a huge center of their team play style, their decision on, on what objectives to go for and making sure that they're rotating around the map properly. And being that initiator-aggressor by setting up plays with the vision and then following through with this heavy, aggressive counter-jungling style. He's doing it all for this team, and he's doing it as well, if not better, than he has at any other point in his career. That said, there are two names I did not just mention in that, and you yeah. can probably figure out what I... What, what yeah, so, so let's... Let's talk about this bot lane chase. Do we have to? Is, is it absolutely required? Yes. So you realize <laughs> that in League of Legends, it's 5v5. <sighs> I know sometimes we talk about teams and like, I remember Envious in North America during the regular season. We always talked about like their core three and we never really talked about Lod and Hakuo. Um, that's because they were fine. Like we didn't need to. They were consistent. They did the same thing every week. Mm -hmm. Now looking at Flash Wolves, that's not the case. We we don't talk about NL and Sword Art because they're not very good. So Chase, how has this how has this normal you know laning meta 
affected NL and Sword Art and, and how well they're able to perform coming out of the bottom lane? Well, I'll give you the good news before I give you the bad news. Uh, the good news <laughs> is they're aware of the fact that NL is one of the worst 80 carries of this tournament. <laughs> he is going to be in the bottom five, almost certainly. I'm including wildcard teams there. He could be bottom three. He has been really struggling. As Obscurica once said, he's almost like a sacrificial lamb. Like they just kind of throw him out there when they need to escape and determine, like, go ahead, kill him. He was going to get out of position in this team fight anyway. That's just not where the sustained damage comes in. It's the only team I see where the top lane and the mid lane are consistently getting more damage than the 80 carry team fight after team fight. But they recognize that. They have made adjustments. They've played a lot of Ash. Uh, and when they're not playing Ash, they're playing Sivir. But they really have hit on this Ash pick. Because all you have to do is know how to hit the R button and aim and hit the target. And he's good at that. He does that one thing pretty well. Uh, and especially someone like an Ash has a very safe laning phase. It's very hard to engage on an Ash because she's just going to stay back and tower hug for a long enough period of time. Uh, there are going to be some Chinese teams, and we're going to talk about Aimei later on in this group, that are certainly going to try to take advantage of just how safe they play that lane. But NL is a problem that they can hide in the laning phase. Where they cannot hide him is the team fight phase. And this is the core weakness that we get into with Flash Wolves. This is the Achilles heel that, as an LMS fan keeps me up at night and makes me wondering if they have it if they're going to get out of groups and it comes down to the fact that when your ad carry cannot be relied upon in team fights and he is often the first guy to go down what's your next move how do you win a 4v5 without the ad carry without that constant dps that you're supposed to be relying upon and the answer a lot of times is you don't and this is why there were several games that they lost against ahq that came down to getting killed in the Baron pit or throwing at the Baron pit. There was one where Westor stole it with a red card for the record, which shout out to Westor for that. Um, I'm not sure that that was a game they earned wow. per se, but that was a thing that happened. Um, wow. But those kind of things, like if, when that goes wrong, suddenly we have NL out of position. And then with that out of the way, one death becomes three deaths and it starts to snowball. And, and Sword Art is fine. I, I think that last year we would have looked at NL and Sword Art as a potential strength of this team, given how well they played in the group stage. I think in retrospect, we now see that that's more about the quality of the bot lanes that were in that group, because right. that bot lane got destroyed when they got to the quarterfinals. But it has not gotten better. If anything, teams have gotten smarter about how to punish AD carries like NL and in team fights, and especially around the Baron Pit, and even Dragon Pit to a lesser extent, their Dragon Control was not particularly great either. I am very concerned about their neutral objectives. But, and this is, you know, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm trying to give the, the other side of this as well. Maple's roaming is so on point that this team is a master of tower pushes. They will often have a three or four tower lead by the 25-minute mark. They almost always get first tower because whenever Maple wants to make a dive across the map, it is almost always successful. Uh, and MMD, while he's not necessarily a lane dominant player, 
when Karza gets him ahead, he knows how to take advantage of leads. It's the opposite of the stake problem, where you know stake last year that he'd be down like 30 CS by 10 minutes, and he'd just have to give up that lane and assume that it wasn't going to matter. Now you have a guy where if Karza does feed him damage, they can start taking down that top lane tower. Uh, he likes to fall on the echo pick a lot, which we'll see if that still matters in the bruiser meta that we're going to see. But as long as he has the ability to take advantage of setups by Karza and take down those towers and allow Maple to roam more and more freely, use the deep vision that Karza likes to get, they can try to play it such that they're skirmishing rather than team fighting. But if they're getting into a five-on-five team fight, I am terrified for how this is going to play out because I don't think NL's there, and I think that Sword Art is below average in that regard as well. Okay, so all of that said and done, you, you've given us some, some pretty strong strengths and, and some pretty you know, low weaknesses here. Yeah. When all is said and done, does this team make it out of this group? I have no idea who makes it out of this group, man. I, <laughs> True I, question. I, I hate this question because you look at Group B and there's one team that should get out of this group. And mm-hmm. they're the team we're going to be talking about in the next episode. And then there are three teams where almost anything is possible. Uh, do I think that Flash Wolf's strengths are very much playing into the meta they're in right now? Absolutely. I think right. that's going to make a massive difference because Maple can play exactly the way Maple wants to play. He is going to be dangerous, whatever champions he brings out. We know for a fact that MMD is going to be in a position where he can make use of a lane strength that people weren't used to the last time around when they played Flash Wolves in the top lane because uh, he's a lot better than even Rins was back when Rins was playing at MSI. And we know that Cars is going to be playing on junglers that can set both of them up and continue to get the vision for them that they need. But I do not feel confident enough in their play around neutral objectives to feel like they're going to be able to close out series where they don't have a lead by the 20 to 25 minute mark. The longer games go on, the scarier it gets for Flash Wolves because they just don't seem to understand. It's like the anti- theory that we had with the world championships last year where the longer the game went on flash wolves could do some weird things this time around with the exception of the ability to always steal a baron which karza i swear to god every time he tries he hits it i don't know how i'm pretty sure he sold his soul for the ability to do the anti-saint vicious yeah he he is incredible in that regard but in everything else when they themselves are trying to attempt baron everything goes to crap when they're trying to maintain dragon control things go wrong because they don't have that power in the bot lane. So if you don't have neutral objective control, you have to be really, really good at pushing towers and roaming, which are their strengths. But if Reaper is half the coach that I think he is, and Aimee has the infrastructure that we've seen EDG have in the past, remember EDG was the only Chinese team that actually did their job and got out of the group stage last year. It's a real toss-up. And honestly, right now, I think it's a 35% chance is what I'm going to say. I think that there's no chance they get the one seed. I think that that's absolutely not going to happen. But I absolutely think that they could grab games off of IMEI and Cloud9. I think they have that capability uh, depending on how drafts go. And I do think that one of the things people always underestimate about this team – 
Warhorse is a really good coach. I repeat, Warhorse is a really good coach. Their pick and ban's going to be on point. This is not a team that's going to have a problem adjusting to the new meta. They're going to be ready to go on day one, and I have full faith in that. But, I mean, honestly, this is a group where I see SKT maybe going 6-0 and and everyone else going 2-4, and and we have a three-way tiebreaker that takes us to, like, 1 in the morning oh, Eastern time. No. And it'll just be it'll just be one of those kind of things. No. It can absolutely go that way. But you know what? Flash Wolves are good enough that I, I give them the chance to get out of it, even if I actually like the team that got okay. the second seed a little bit more. Okay. All right. Fair, fair, fair enough. So a very non-committal answer. I will give you something that I can't I, commit on. I, I commit Warhorse, Warhorse is also a very good movie. So <laughs> just so you know, if you don't believe him in as uh, believe in him as a League of Legends coach, you can believe in him in the cinema version. Definitely, uh, definitely good. And and I was gonna make a wild card boys joke, but then you're like, but yeah, they'll take a game off of Cloud Nine, and I may. I can't make a wild card joke when you say they're going to beat two of the teams. So uh, very non-committal, but this is a this is a pretty strong group. Hey, my I, research, this is I committed to thirty-five percent. That is as far as I, <laughs> anyone who says that they are confident about who the second team from Group B is going to be is lying to you. Don't fall for it, people at home. Oh, it's Albus Knox Luna, duh! Come on, <laughs> when Albus Knox Luna transfers <laughs> over. The, the great Albus Knox Luna Cloud Nine trade midway through the tournament, when when Riot panics like, oh my god, one of the North American teams has to get out. Let's put two in Group A and just you know figure it out because otherwise we'll have it. It'll be a terrible home tournament. No, they have to trade out for a wild card region. They're trading out for Flash Wolves. There's the joke. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention the fact that by doing so, they would be staying in the exact same group because they're both in Group B. But whatever, we'll just accept this and move on. The LMS, I'll be rooting for them, even as Walter continually bets against them every single week. You know, the only thing you ever have to throw in my face is they have a world championship and North America doesn't, and That's there's true. not much I can answer to that. One of so. three regions that does. China doesn't have a world championship either. TSM has an IEM world championship, so there we go. We have our world championship. Oh, man, congratulations Cal- on winning that fan vote. Congrats. It counts. That's sure. But hopefully, I think we should wrap up. <laughs> but hopefully we win your fan vote because that has been a podcast. That has been our first team out of Group B, the mighty Flash Wolves yes. of Taiwan. And you can catch all the rest of the teams as we do them and the ones that we've already done so far over on our SoundCloud and on our YouTube. Just look up Esports Rough Drafts on SoundCloud and the Rough Drafts podcast on YouTube. You can also follow us on social media. I am at C80s underscore lull, this LMS fanboy over here. Where can they find you, Chase? Uh, you can find me uh, tweeting about either how right I was about the LMS being underrated or crying softly into a pillow next to my bed at at redshirtking. There's really only one of two ways this world's going to go for me. <laughs> so I'm just preparing myself for both of those extremes. 
And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And you also can follow the podcast at Rough Drafts Pod yeah. over on Twitter. During the games, we actually live tweet. We did a whole bunch of live tweeting during the North American and European season. So definitely follow over there. So once we get into the games, you can hear our reactions because Worlds is in a perfect time zone for us East Coasters. It starts at seven o'clock and it ends at like one. That's like perfect for us. But come back in a couple hours. Because we're going to have, you know, the Flash Wolves are kind of built up this notoriety as being Korean killers. Mm. Well, they're going to be matched up with one of the, I don't know, largest giants in Korea. One of the most unstoppable demon kings, perhaps. I don't know. I never heard of them. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Stay tuned. And until next time, Internet. Goodbye.